the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. It goes on to say in Psalm 2, verse 4, He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Here it talks about the rulers on the earth plotting together, planning together, taking counsel together of how they might overthrow God and throw off his authority. And God sits in heaven and just laughs at the plots and planning of man against him. It's amazing how inflated our egos can get. If you look at the world around us, the violence, the broken relationships, and entire nations devastated by our lack of wisdom and limited intelligence, you'll feel more of a sense of despair at the state of humanity than of pride in our accomplishments. Yet, as Pastor Dan will point out in today's message, men have conspired since the very beginning with the influence of Satan as to how we can become gods and remove the one true God from the picture altogether. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 22 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. chapter 22. We made it to verse 15, where it says, Then the Pharisees went and plotted how they might entangle Jesus in his talk. And they sent to him their disciples with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are true and teach the way of God in truth, nor do you care about anyone. (laughs) for you do not regard the person of men. Tell us, therefore, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, Why do you test me, you hypocrites? Show me the tax money. And so they brought him a denarius. And And he said to them, Whose image and inscription is this? And they said to him, Caesar's. And he said to them, render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. And when they had heard these words, they marveled and they left him and went their way. And Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word today. Lord, we thank you just for the gospel of Matthew. and What a joy it's been to study a gospel together. And Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher, that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word. I pray and ask, Lord, that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word this morning. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. may be seated. So Jesus is in his final week before going to the cross where he will die for the sins of the world. He's in Jerusalem 
for the Passover celebration, Jesus was sacrificed during Passover. Uh, The Apostle Paul describes Jesus as our Passover. He's our Passover sacrifice. John the Baptist called Jesus the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Now, it was necessary for a Passover lamb to be examined before it was offered. The Passover lamb had to be without spot or blemish. If any blemish was found in the lamb, it was unacceptable and could not be sacrificed. In this section of the Gospel of Matthew that we're entering in today, Jesus is examined by the religious leaders of Judaism. His doctrine was examined. His teachings were examined. And the religious leaders could find no fault in him or in his doctrine. Jesus is the perfect, spotless Lamb of God that was sacrificed for our sins. Now, at this point, Jesus was in the courtyard of the temple. If you remember that from last week. Uh, And Jesus is teaching somewhere in the temple courts there. During the Passover, the temple was jam-packed with worshipers. Tens of thousands of people would enter the temple and would be there for the celebration of Passover. Jesus was teaching somewhere in the courtyard. There's a huge crowd of people gathered, listening to him. Luke's account tells us the people were hanging on every word that Jesus spoke. And as Jesus was teaching, a group of religious leaders come, they interrupt him as he's teaching, and they began to confront him in front of this crowd. And the religious leaders were hoping to uh, discredit Jesus publicly in front of everybody. And in this section that we're entering into today, Jesus is confronted three times. First, by the Pharisees and Herodians in verses 15 to 22 that we're looking at today. Then, by the Sadducees in verses 23 to 33. And finally, by a single Pharisee, a lawyer, verses 34 to 40. Again, this is the examination of the Passover lamb. They're looking for a flaw. They're looking for a defect so that he can be rejected. And so first we have the examination by the Pharisees and the Herodians in verses 15 to 22. The Pharisees were a group within Judaism, a sect, kind of like a denomination within Christianity. The Pharisees were very, very conservative and they were very, very strict when it came to keeping the law. The Pharisees came into existence during the Babylonian exile and the Pharisees, they wanted to protect the distinctiveness and the purity of Judaism from any kind of pagan influence or or pagan compromise, non-Jews. And so they didn't assimilate or associate with non-Jews because they, they didn't want that influence defiling them. In fact, the word Pharisee means the separated ones, the separated ones. They, they wanted to remain separate from Gentiles and separate from non-Jews so that they would not be influenced at all by non-Jews. Now, that's important to the story here. Verse 15 again says, then the Pharisees went and they plotted how they might entangle him in his talk. 
Now, Luke's account of this gives us an important detail. Luke 20, verse 20, says they tried to get Jesus to say something that could be reported to the Roman governor so he would arrest Jesus. And so that's their goal here. Their goal is to get Jesus to say something that could be reported to the Roman governor so the Romans would arrest him. And so the Pharisees, who wanted to stay separate from non-Jews, from Gentiles, when it came to destroying Jesus, they were willing to compromise and get the Romans involved. Verse 15 says the Pharisees plotted how they might entangle him in his in his talk, the word entangle there, it means to, to trap him like you would trap an animal in a cage or trap an animal in a corner. They wanted to trap Jesus in his words. Jesus is God incarnate. He's the word made flesh. Good luck trapping the word in his words. But they're going to try. Now look what it says in verse 16. And they sent to him their disciples, the Pharisees, with the Herodians. Now, now this is incredible. The Herodians were a political party within Judaism. They were a political party among the Jewish people, not a religious party like the Pharisees or the Sadducees or the Essenes, but a political party, a Jewish political party who favored cooperation with the Herodian rulers, you know, like Herod the Great and Herod Antipas and so on. They favored cooperating with the Herodian rulers and with the Roman government. They thought, since the Romans are in control, it's to our advantage to support them. Don't try to fight them. Don't try to resist them. Don't try to overthrow them. Cooperate with them. If you can't beat them, join them, was their attitude. And so this was a group within the Jewish population that actually put their support behind the Herods and the Roman government because they thought that that was to their advantage. And so here you have the Pharisees and the Herodians. Normally, the Pharisees despised the Herodians and viewed them as compromising traitors. But the Pharisees and the Herodians united together in their opposition of Jesus. They set aside their religious differences and their political differences to destroy Jesus. You know, back in uh, Psalm 2, you don't have to turn there. It says, why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, his Messiah, Jesus Christ saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. There we're told the the rulers take counsel together against the anointed, against the Messiah, Jesus Christ, trying to overthrow or destroy his authority. And then it goes on to say in Psalm 2, verse 4, he who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Here it talks about the rulers on the earth plotting together, planning together, taking counsel together of how they might overthrow God and throw off his authority. And God sits in heaven and just laughs at the plots and planning of man against him. And here you have 
the Pharisees and the Herodians uniting together in opposition of Jesus, setting aside their differences so they could destroy Jesus. Again, the Pharisees hoped to entangle Jesus in his words and make him say something against the Roman government so that the Herodians would alert the Roman governor, Pontius Pilate, who they were, they were in cahoots with. And so they sent to him their disciples with the Herodians saying, now watch what they say to Jesus here. Teacher, we know that you are true and teach the way of God and truth. Nor do you care about anyone for you do not regard the person of men. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. They flatter Jesus with their words because they want to manipulate him. They want to manipulate him. And maybe, maybe you have had to deal with a manipulator before in your life. And, and what we see here, really the common tactics of a manipulator. A manipulator will often use very flattering speech. That's one way you can recognize a a manipulator. They will come on heavy with excessive flattery. I'm not talking about just giving someone a compliment that is fitting. I'm talking about when someone really lays it on thick, like they do with Jesus here. Again, look what they say. First of all, they respectfully address Jesus as teacher, or your translation might say master. Now, earlier in the chapter, they interrupted him while he was teaching and questioned his authority. Now they call him teacher, master. And they say in verse 16 again, they say, teacher, we know that you are true and teach the way of God in truth, nor do you care about anyone. There's a verse for you to share with someone. Jesus does not care about anyone. (laughs) Of course, you could take that out of context, right? For you do not regard the person of men. Now, they don't believe any of what they just said about Jesus. They're manipulating him. However, what they say about Jesus is, is true. It's accurate. They said Jesus is true. Jesus is true. Uh, when, it, when they say you are, you are true, the, the word means that he has integrity. He's truthful. He's trustworthy. What you say can be trusted is what they're saying to Jesus. And that's right. Jesus is true. Jesus is trustworthy. What he says can be trusted. Jesus said he came to offer his life on the cross to provide forgiveness of our sins and to give us the gift of eternal life and to reconcile us to God. Jesus said that he is going to heaven to prepare a place for us in heaven 
with him and that one day he will come again and receive us unto himself so that we can live with him forever in heaven. And that's true for the person who puts their faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus is true. His words are trustworthy. They said Jesus teaches the way of God in truth. Jesus tells us the way of God or the way to know God and have a relationship with him. And that's through Jesus Christ, through faith in Christ. Jesus said, no one comes to the Father but through me. The opposite of the way of God is the way of man. The Bible says there is a way that seems right to man, but the end thereof is death. That's the way of man. The way of man leads to death. The way of God leads to eternal life through Jesus Christ. The way of man is the wrong way. The way of God is the right way. And they said of Jesus that Jesus does not regard the person of men. That that means, listen, Jesus is not swayed by the opinion of others. He doesn't give in to pressure or give in to what others might think. They're saying essentially to Jesus, you're a person of great conviction. And aren't you glad that Jesus is not wishy-washy? or that he's not easily swayed by popular opinion or by pressure. Jesus was not concerned with hurting people's feelings by telling them the truth. It's refreshing to me to see Jesus say it and say it straight and to see Jesus speak truth with authority. This is one of the things I also love about the Bible. The Bible speaks the truth and speaks with authority and I don't know if you've noticed, that's pretty uncommon in our culture today to just hear the truth and to hear it with authority. But the Bible does. So what the Pharisees said to Jesus here was true, but they didn't believe what they said to Jesus. Again, they said these things to flatter him because they are attempting to manipulate him. So, so they butter him up with these exaggerated compliments. You're so amazing. You're so incredible. You're so wonderful. I've never met anybody as wonderful as you. Again, anytime someone is over the top with flattery, it, it should trigger a flag in your heart. I think this person is trying to manipulate me with flattering words. In the Proverbs, in Proverbs 26 Proverbs 26, verses 24 and 25. Listen to what it says. Enemies may cover their hatred with pleasant words, but they're deceiving you. They pretend to be kind, but don't believe them. Their hearts are full of many evils. Enemies will cover their hatred with pleasant words. They'll say nice things and flattering things, but they're deceiving you. They pretend to be kind, but don't believe them. They're manipulating you. This is what a manipulator does. This is how you can recognize a manipulator. They are overly complimentary of you. Now they, now they get to the punch here, verse 17. Tell us, therefore, since you're so wonderful, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Now, it's important for you to note here that we're taxes in your Bible, to pay taxes to Caesar. It refers to tribute money. Your translation might even say the word tribute there. 
it's not talking about taxes paid for you know the maintenance of roads or public services as as we we would think of taxes it's tribute money paid to caesar the jewish people and all of the people that were conquered by the romans but the jewish people here they were required to pay tribute money to Caesar as a way of acknowledging their subjugation to Caesar. Caesar had conquered the Jewish people, and the tribute money was paid as a way of acknowledging Caesar as king and ruler over them. And so you can imagine paying tribute to Caesar was a bitter pill for the Jewish people to swallow. And they despised paying the tribute money because of what it stood for. And the Pharisees and the Herodians here, they don't just pull this random question out of thin air. They know that it is a hot-button issue for the Jewish people. That's why they asked it. That's why they asked it in the temple in front of this huge crowd. And, And notice that the Pharisees and the Herodians asked their question in a way that required a yes or no answer from Jesus. They don't say, tell us your thoughts on paying tribute money to Caesar. We'd love to hear that. They say, tell us what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay it? Yes or no? They are trying to force Jesus to give a specific answer that they want from him. If Jesus says, yes, you should pay tribute to Caesar, the crowd that is there will turn on him because they despise paying that money to Caesar and what it represented. If he says, no, don't pay tribute money to Caesar, well, the Herodians are there. And the Herodians will run to the Roman governor and tell them, tell the Roman governor, hey, Jesus is telling your people they should not pay tribute money to Caesar and you better do something about it before he starts a revolt against Rome. And so they intentionally asked this gotcha question and they asked it in such a way that they limit Jesus's options. They limit his answer. They limit his choices. He has to answer yes or no. If you're taking notes, this is also a tactic of a manipulator. A manipulator will attempt to limit your options and limit your choices. A manipulator will pressure you to give a specific answer or to make a specific decision or force you to give an answer right now, right away. And again, that should trip a flag in your heart. This person is trying to manipulate me by limiting my choices. They're trying to force me to give an answer that I don't want to give or force me to do something that I don't want to do. They're trying to make me to try to make me answer right now. And I'm not ready to answer this. They're trying to box me in on this decision. And that's when you recognize this person is manipulating me and you have to get yourself out from their grip, get yourself free from their control, get out of that situation, run for your life from that person. Now look at Jesus's response in verse 18. And, and remember, this was in the courtyard of the temple in front of the multitudes of people that are there listening to this conversation, this confrontation. But Jesus perceived their wickedness. He's God incarnate. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. But Jesus perceived 
their wickedness and said, Why do you test me, you hypocrites? And everybody in the audience went, Ooh, right? Because these are the religious leaders. There's thousands of people watching this. Jesus is a carpenter from Galilee. Why do you test me, you hypocrites? He asked me how I know, and I say, Bring sure than the finest crystal. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, verse by verse and chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today that struck a chord with you and you'd like to hear it again? No problem. All of the messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website. Go to calvaryec.com and search for these teachings under the Media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that sound interesting. Are you growing through this study in Matthew? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast. You can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast as another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's calvaryec.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.